Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? said there'll be many powerful lessons today the chapter one sermon title is running man but I'm gonna do something I don't normally do I'm gonna give you every sermon title up front so this week it'll be running man chapter two it will be praying man chapter three it'll be preaching man and chapter four it'll be silly man <laughs> some of you are like yeah I can wait for that chapter four because uh... but here's the thing today I think there is a very powerful, overwhelming message in all of this. And with that, I just want to dive right into the book of Jonah. I'm just going to read the first three verses, and then we'll pray. Jonah, chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. I just want to stop and address this. It's not that God didn't know about their wickedness. It's not like he said, oh, I heard about their wickedness. No, what he's saying is it, ra- it was raised to a level where he has to intervene now. Basically, God said, I had it up to here. <laughs> I had it up to here with them. And then look at verse 3. But, and you know what happens in, a, in any kind of conversation, when you, you lay out some things, I really like that, but, it negates everything you just said. And so in verse 1, we see God's telling Jonah to arise and go to Nineveh. But, verse 3, Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He literally is going to go to the known ends of the earth, opposite direction of Nineveh. He's going to get on a ship that's going the furthest a ship will go, 2,500 miles to the west, when Nineveh is 500 miles basically to the northeast. And so that's what we see here. And so he went, Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. (laughs) Your word is so powerful. We know it's sharper than any two-edged sword. We know that, Lord, its carving ability is what we need. It carves out the junk in our lives, Lord, the stuff we hold on to when we shouldn't hold on to it. And so, God, let that happen today. Perform your surgery, your precious surgery that only you can perform. Do it through your word and help me to get out of the way. Lord, bless your people today with your word and with your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. And so this powerful little book, four chapters, just 48 verses in the book of Jonah. But it's very powerful. And I think everyone, you know, from the time you're a little kid, if you're in Sunday school, you learn about Jonah. You learn about this story. And this book, though, just to give you a little bit of geography and background and maybe some information about the author, It takes place between 750 and 800 years before Christ. And it took place in the northern part of Israel in the 10 tribes. 
among those ten tribes is when Jeroboam II was ruling. And I think, if you know anything about that time, I think we in America can relate because it was a time of peace and prosperity. This is what God had done. He had reestablished Israel. Those northern tribes, they were so blessed financially and in so many ways. They had plenty. And what was going on is they were able to actually get the, the borders of Israel moved back to where they were in the time of David and Solomon. So they were very successful. Things were going on that were very good. And what happens when good times come? <laughs> People stop fearing the, God, the Lord of the universe. They stop fearing God. They start getting caught up in all the riches and all the easy uh, times and all the, the easiness of life, and they forget God. And my heart breaks because I see this in America. I see this all the time in our nation and even in ourselves sometimes. You know, in the good times and the easy times, it's easy to forget God. And I think that's a real warning for all of us. But here's what was going on. There was this huge spiritual void in Israel. And uh, that absence of the fear of God was really going to come against them. Now, Jonah himself, he was, a, he was during this time, so also was Amos and Hosea, if you're familiar with their books. They were also prophets to the northern tribe around the same time. And this book, many people believe Jonah is the author of this book. That's what I believe. I think it's, it's pretty sound that he is the author. Now, some people say it's written in third person, so that can't be true. But, you know, Exodus, 1 Samuel, there are other books that are written with third person. And not only that, the introduction to this book is exactly like many of the other minor prophets. So we know it was most likely Jonah who wrote this book. But understand this, too. Jonah was actually from the area of Gath Heifer. And you might go, what? <laughs> Why is that important? Well, I'll tell you in a second. But 2 Kings 14.25 says this. He restored the territory of Israel from the entrance of Hamath to the Sea of Arabah, according to the word of the Lord God of Israel, which he had spoken through his servant Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet who was from Gath Heifer. By the way, Amittai, his father's name means truth. So Jonah was a son of truth. And here's a warning for all of those who are raised in the church. Remember this, God doesn't have grandchildren. You can't live off your parents' faith. You know, Jonah is a man named, he, he, his father was the son, it was truth. He was the son of truth. And yet we're going to see he struggles with the truth. Jonah forgot who he was. And so this is important. But this is also important because this area, Gath Heifer, is actually in Galilee. And if you remember something, you know, the Pharisees of Jesus' day, we know they came against Jesus quite a bit. Well, one of the things that happened was Nicodemus, he didn't, he didn't really want to run to judgment, rush to judgment about Jesus. He told the Pharisees in that day that they should wait to hear Jesus' own words before they judge him. And those Pharisees in John chapter 7 said something they should have known better, but they didn't. And I'll come back to that. John seven fifty two. they answered and said to him, are you also from Galilee? Search and look, for no prophet has arisen out of Galilee. You understand? Jonah's from Galilee. Elijah's from Galilee. So here's the thing. They didn't even know their own Bible. They didn't even know the word of God. The Pharisees, the teachers of Israel, those who were supposed to know, those who God entrusted with the word of God, they didn't even know the word of God. And know this, Hosea, that contemporary of Jonah, Hosea 4.6, My people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. That is a powerful warning. Look, we're not here to beat you over the head with the Bible. But the Bible says to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We must be those who know the word of God. This church, hopefully, 
You will always get the solid teaching of the word. But you also have to feed yourself. You have to devour the word yourself. You have to dive into the word yourself. Because if you dive into the word, the word will dive into you. And it will not return void. So many things could have been avoided in Israel's history. So many things could have been avoided in America's history. If the people of God would just stay with the word of God. And know the word of God. So this should be a warning for all of us. But know this. Jonah was a prophet of God from Galilee. Now something interesting about Jonah in Jewish tradition. Now I just said the, the scholars of he, uh, the Hebrew scholars, the Pharisees, they weren't always the best about holding to the word of God or knowing the word of God. So what I'm about to say, take with a grain of salt. Because in their writings, they claim that Jonah is the son of the widow of Zarephath. And the timeline might fit, might not fit. It warrants further study. And if you know anything about her, she is the one who gave Elijah the food. The, he said all she had left during a time of famine was some flour and some oil. And Elijah said, make me a cake, and then God will provide for you. And then God did provide. But remember then after that, her son died. And then Elijah had to lay upon the son three times and raise him from the dead. Well, in Jewish history, they claim that was Jonah. It's interesting when you start to look at this, but again, I don't know that we can trust <laughs> that history. It's just interesting, so study it out yourself. But also know this, Jonah, his name is very interesting. The word Jonah comes from the Hebrew word for dove. And we know the dove is a picture and a type of the Holy Spirit. You know, you think about Christ when he was baptized in the River Jordan. The Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove, in the form of a dove. And so the dove is definitely a picture and type of the Holy Spirit. And know this about the dove. Know this about the Holy Spirit. He is also the hound of heaven. He pursues those he loves. And I think it's appropriate because that's what we're going to see in the book of Jonah. Something else, though, the root word for the word uh, for dove, for Jonah, is the root word for, that means wine. And wine is also an element of the spirit and of spiritual things. And I just found that interesting. But one thing, when I study these things out, I always look at the, the meaning of the name through the paleographic language of the ancient Hebrew. And this is fascinating. So bear with me. Some of you already know, sometimes I do this, but the Hebrew language in its ancient form was powerful because every letter has a symbolic meaning. And it creates a picture that gives you more depth to the name or to the word that's used. So know this. The name Jonah is this. It comes from four letters. Yud, Vav, Nun, and He. Now, and you might say, well, okay, what does that even mean? What does that I'm going to explain to you, so hold on and listen. This is the thing. The Yud is a picture of the arm or the hand of God, meaning the work of God, the hand of God. Okay, the Vav is a nail, but it can also just be a conjunction that means and. And so it depends on context. The noon is a picture of human seed. Now, I want you to think about this. <laughs> too much here, but this is long before microscopes. And yet the ancient picture of the noon, which is human seed, looks just like human seed through a micro, micro, microscope. So I, I think the Hebrew language is powerful for many reasons. But God revealed a lot of things in it. But it means seed. It can mean life. Or literally, it means fish. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. Then hey is that last letter, and it's a picture of a man revealed. With his hands up, it means to be revealed, a man revealed. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.